This is MuggleCast, the Harry Potter podcast discussing everything about J.K. Rowling's wizarding world. This week's episode is sponsored by Blue Apron. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free, including free shipping, by going to blueapron.com slash MuggleCast. New episodes of MuggleCast are made possible thanks to listeners like you. Please visit patreon.com slash MuggleCast to support the show and help us grow. In exchange, you'll receive exclusive benefits, including an ad-free version of our podcast. Welcome to MuggleCast episode 309. Micah, Eric, and I are here this week. Hey, boys. Hey. Hey, Andrew. <laughs> okay, you don't need to make a deeper voice. Your oh, voice already sorry. is deep. Hey, Andrew. And joining us this week, uh, returning to the show, is Gina. Good to have you back, Gina. Thanks for having me back. I know you've been itching to share your Fantastic Beast thoughts. You saw it during a test screening. So, so we July. can't wait to hear the differences. <laughs> what? In July, which is a long oh. time ago. Yeah. So we want to hear the differences that you noticed things they may have changed perhaps based on feedback that occurred during your test screening mm. so uh we're going to talk about that a little later and making her muggle cast debut is kendra welcome to the show kendra cleary hailing hailing from canada that's it yeah thanks for having me absolutely long time listener of muggle cast aren't you yeah i sure am welcome kendra we met for the first time over the summer at LeakyCon. Mm-hmm. And Kendra, oh Kendra, I didn't know you were there. Yeah, <laughs> I met Eric <laughs> briefly, but and uh, Kendra also writes for Hypable, and you may remember on last week's episode, or last 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 episode, um, I shared the story about her publish or getting a printed copy of my hit fan fiction, Never Sever Us. <laughs> <laughs> Kendra, I think you listened to the episode. I, I really meant what I said. Like, I was screaming when I opened this up. It was just surreal. It's pretty much <laughs> the coolest so gift glad. I think anyone could have given. It's pretty <laughs> But well, so, then, so then Kendra listens to this, and I actually got a little bit of info wrong about this. Um, there's another surprise. <laughs> so, okay. so, so start from the beginning about how – so you got me a secret Santa – and then, like, how long did it take you to decide, like, oh, I'm going to get his fan fiction printed? Uh, about 10 minutes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> there was no other option. No, I knew Scorbus was very important to you, and Never Severus was a big step as your first fan fiction. So as soon as I got you, I knew what was going to happen. Is Okay, so, th- so then t- tell us what, uh, what, what, did, what happened with this book. So you got it printed. Yeah. I got it printed, found a book guy. He was very excited to do it. Their main business is printing Bibles at this place. So like a similar oh, thing. Oh, God. Yeah, totally similar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right up there. Yes. <laughs> so I got the book from them. And my plan was, uh, I knew I was going to London in December. So I got it before that. And my plan was to try to get it signed by... Sam Clement, who plays Albus Severus, and Anthony Boyle, oh my who plays God. Scorpius Malfoy. <laughs> so I went to London with Never Severus wrapped in like four plastic bags. I've never taken better care of a material possession <laughs> in my life. Rest assured, I treated it like the treasure that it is. So <laughs> I get it there. I had seen Cursed Child two months 
prior, so I kind of knew what time it would get out, but turns out I severely overestimated how early I needed to get there. So I get to the Palace Theatre around 9.30pm, and they get out around 1030 and it's December, it's not super warm, so I'm just oh my gosh. literally chilling across the street, pretending I'm waiting for a bus. so finally they get out and I make my way over to the stage doors where hopefully the actors are going to come out Mm -hmm. uh, which they don't and which they didn't when I had been there either Mm -hmm. but when I saw Cursed Child actually Anthony was doing something else so James Lilla Scherr was actually playing the role of Scorpius Malfoy that night and was incredible. Everything that I've heard about Anthony in the role, it was the same with James. Like, absolutely stole the show. Second night, we were so excited just to go see Scorpius again. So I had, we had gone to the stage doors after I uh, saw Cursed Child as well. And James was there and uh, we had chatted a bit at that time. So I remembered... So then that night that I had Never Sever Us, James must have been just like an extra in the cast or something because Anthony was playing Scorpius that night. So when James came out, no one really cared because they didn't recognize uh, them as a, an actor in the play. Mm-hmm. But I remembered. So I was like, uh, James. <laughs> and they came over to me. I was like, my friend wrote this thing about... <laughs> Albus and Severus, and I was just wondering if you would sign it with, like, maybe something about Scorbus. I don't know, whatever you want, like, whatever you feel like writing. And they were like, oh, well, because at the stage doors, like, there's a couple handlers there that kind of help the actors go through. Mm -hmm. And they kind of, like, looked up shyly and were like, I don't know if I should take a stance in front of management, but okay, I'll do it. <laughs> they, like, rifled in their bag f- for a green marker so it could be, like, Slytherin colors. Oh, yeah. my God. And then wrote Scorbus Forever, James. And yeah. so then, and then it was so awkward the rest of the time, so I stayed and waited to see if Sam and Anthony would come out, and every other actor, I just kind of hung back and, like, smiled awkwardly as they, like, looked at me expectantly f- to sign something. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Not interested. Oh, that's too funny. So, so first of all, thank you for for taking this book to London and standing out in the cold all that time. That was so damn nice of you. Yeah, I was going to say this is more than a Christmas present. <laughs> yeah. You owe her. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, so, so then, of course, when I got this book, I open it up and I see Scorbus Forever, James, and it didn't dawn on me like this was, you know. That actor, um, James, what, what's their last name? Lilisher. Lilisher. Um, so then Kendra listens to last week's or la- the last episode and hears <laughs> me be like, oh, it's James Potter who signed it. <laughs> <laughs> they w- were interviewed a couple months ago and w- they were asked about Scorbis, and James was actually. Um, he 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 believes in Scorbus. So to have him sign it was actually very very cool. 
And that actually came out after this. So I'm thinking maybe Never Severus was the tipping point for that interview. (laughs) (laughs) It's probable. Maybe. Anyway, thank you again, Kendra. Uh, Ask that Bible place to print about 50 more copies because I'm going to (laughs) start selling them myself. Um, Will do. You got to add in, though, I do want, I know I said I didn't want title credit, but now I want title. I want, I want, I want my name in that book. (laughs) That's true. Eric wasn't interested, but now it's taken off. Now it's taken off. I want to get, I want to get my grubby hands on, on the, the profits. One other thing. Um, I want to thank Kayla on the last episode. I, I told everyone I'm converting to Slytherin and, uh, <laughs> which I wanted to congratulate you about. Uh, oh, thank you. welcome to my house. You too. We're, thank you. We're a good, uh, we're a good group. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Let's, let's party next weekend. <laughs> like we Slytherins do. Um, but I want to thank Kayla. She offered to knit me a Slytherin, um, uh, what, what what the hell do you call these? Like a knit, a knit cap? A knit cap. A cap. A Slytherin cap. Uh, for the winter. And uh, I'm going to take a picture and post it. But she was like, hey, if you follow me on Twitter, I'll uh, I'll knit you a cap. A Slytherin cap. I'm like, oh, well, okay. That's a no-brainer. So she mailed it to me. <laughs> and uh, it looks great. And so I'm slowly building up all of my Slytherin gear. And this is awesome because she handmade it, which is super cool. And she did an amazing job. So... Thank you, Kayla, for that. And she included a really nice note. She said, um, hope you like the hat and keep making sure Harry Potter stays alive, which I assume is a reference to this podcast. So (laughs) thank you, Kayla and Kendra, really winning me over our listeners over the past couple months. (laughs) Uh, Let's get to some some news now. This is going to be the main focus of the episode. There's been a bunch of interesting things happening. Mm. Um, Eric, why don't we start with this item? I think you put this in here. Yeah. uh, So a couple of weeks ago, right after we recorded the last uh, MuggleCast, or right after it came out, there was this huge rumor circulating. uh, And Andrew, maybe you'd have more insight as to where it came from, but... All of these other yeah. like less reputable sites were publishing this idea that not only would there be Cursed Child movies, and I think the rumor was three of them, uh, but that uh, Emma, Rupert, and Dan would be reprising the roles of Harry, Ron, and Hermione uh, yeah. in, in, in the Cursed Child trilogy of films. Yeah, they had supposedly been approached to do a to see if they would be interested in doing a trilogy. So it came from Jim Hill, who's a pretty reputable uh, theme park guy. He's very well connected. Oh, so yeah. it made sense to me that he may have heard some rumors about this or some chatter about about these talks potentially happening. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me because, as Jim Hill pointed out on the podcast that he revealed this, it could be Harry Potter's Force Awakens moment where. <laughs> Where the original trio come back and kick off a new series, um, and then, and then let's say Cursed Child potentially was spun off into a new film series starring Albus, Scorpius, and well, Rose. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of makes sense. No, no. <laughs> Let it go. First of all. I, the trilogy idea does seem kind of absurd. I don't think you could put Cursed Child into three movies. That would be ridiculous. Not without improving it significantly. 
Right. Um, well, or expanding the story. Yeah. Yeah, and and it was interesting because I think this news really started to pick up on inauguration day, right here in the uh, mm-hmm. the U.S. Mm-hmm. and and J.K. Rowling had tweeted out, and Andrew, you actually quoted the tweet and said something that I thought in my mind and I was going to say too uh, because she said I know a lot of people are looking for reasons to be cheerful today but there is no truth to the rumor about a Cursed Child movie trilogy and Andrew you said that wouldn't cheer anyone up (laughs) if in fact it was true and I agree with you 100% Uh, I'm not looking for for a trilogy for uh, a one-off for anything like let it be what it is and I'm sure there'll be more talk years down the line about creating this into something else. But no, just uh, I'm I'm content letting it be this play that's you know in London. Yeah. It's eventually going to come here. It doesn't need to be anything more than that. I think um, first of all, it wouldn't happen until after Fantastic Beasts because there was a report from the Hollywood Reporter, obviously a very reputable outlet, who said that. Um, they Warner Brothers has agreed they're not going to start thinking about Cursed Child until Fantastic Beasts is done. So these aren't going to happen simultaneously, but they're going. It's going to happen. Sorry, J.K. Rowling can sit here and act like it's not going to happen all she wants, and she is someone who picks her words carefully. Um, I think you could read into this. She's not denying that it'll never happen. Right. What she said is it won't be a trilogy. Right, or maybe it won't star Dan, Rupert, and Emma. Right. Or- well, there's there's what she said on Twitter, and she was quick to, I mean, again, even on, on Inauguration Day, saying, look, I know you're looking for some happiness, but this is there's no truth. But then she actually added it. So we last episode of MuggleCast, we were talking about the new J.K. Rowling website, and the rubbish bin had nothing in it at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Joe actually saw fit to add this to make this story and this rumor her first entry into her new website's rubbish bin, where she yeah. elaborated a little bit more uh, on the issue. So here's what she says there. It's just two paragraphs. Welcome to the first bit of rubbish in my waste paper basket. A rumor has made its way all the way into the press that Harry Potter and the Cursed Child will be made into a film. And not just one film, a trilogy, with Dan, Emma, Rupert returning their original roles to be released in 2026. I have no idea how these stories emerge, but to set the record straight once and for all, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is a stage play. It was conceived and written as a stage play. It was always intended to be a stage play and nothing else. And there are absolutely no plans for it to become a movie, a novel, a puppet show, a cartoon, a comic book series, or Cursed Child on Ice. I would actually see Cursed Child. I could see Cursed Child on Ice kind of working, though. I would see that. Um, this would seem to put to bed the idea that there won't be, like, not even in the, uh, mysterious, ambiguous future, uh, anything that's not a play version of this show. Yeah. Well, not only that with the, with the role reprisal for the, for the trio, but there's a lot of characters that make an appearance in this play that you'd probably want to have the actors or actresses reprise those roles as well. Mm-hmm. And in some cases you can't do that. So Alan Rickman. Yeah. It's, I don't think it, look, if, if we're still discussing this after fantastic beasts is finally, uh, you know, out in theaters and the you know, muggle cast is still muggle cast, you know, it, it, I, I'd be surprised, but I've probably been proven wrong over the last 11, 12 years, many times. So I, I just don't see it. And, and, and 
I don't know. It, it's going to happen. <laughs> Joe just said it before. wasn't going to happen. I just it's want them to tape the stage show. That's all I'm asking for. Here is an alternate alternate fact to what J.K. Rowling is saying. Warner Brothers is looking at the future. It doesn't matter that they do five once all these once all these fantastic movies are out. That's great. But they'll say, what's next? We need more. We need more. That's why The Hobbit was three movies. That's why they, you know they want to do more Lord of the Rings movies. They, 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 they want to do a billion DC movies. <laughs> Harry Potter is one of their tent poles, and it's not going away for a very long time. Yeah. Stuff's going to well, keep coming. Maybe it's not Cursed Child, but something's going to happen after Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And in all fairness, I think there'll be more beyond Fantastic Beasts. I don't think it needs to be Cursed Child, though. It. But the material uh, is there, so that's why I think WB is looking at it and salivating. Especially if you look at the book sales and all that. Yeah. All right. So moving on to some other news here. A celebration of Harry Potter occurred over the weekend. This is the annual Harry Potter, the official Harry Potter convention, I guess you can call it. Basically, <clears throat> it's all the various arms of the Harry Potter franchise. Pottermore, Cursed Child... The studio tour, the theme park, um, promoting their stuff, and there's cool exhibits and whatnot, Pottermore. And they, they have a history recently of making announcements here, and there were a few announcements this year. First of all, they, they hyped up this big follow the spiders thing. Um, it was a hashtag. They launched a new Instagram to promote follow the spiders. And I think it was a, it was unnecessarily hyped up um it <laughs> For turns the out reveal. yeah because it was just it's just an expansion of the warner brothers studio tour in london uh they're adding a forbidden forest attraction which is cool and it looks great but it's like I don't know if this is worth hyping up on all the official Harry Potter accounts for 2 weeks in advance because so few people are actually going to go to this thing mm-hmm. I don't know yeah I mean, the the studio tour, and I was there in 2015 in April, and they had just opened up the um, Hogwarts Express. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that was a situation where they added, you could just, it was sort of like a platform, and you could just go on the train and watch, see a couple compartments, and, and it was nice. Um, it was right before you go to, like, the cafe, and you get your butterbeer. It was, like, between the two buildings of the studio tour. And I don't know yeah. exactly where this will be but there was certainly because of how dark and i i talk about this on uh the bonus muggle cast too like of how dark everything in harry potter always is there they they had already featured aragog like aragog is already hanging from a ceiling i have a facebook profile photo of me screaming in terror because he's above me um and they have dementors and they have uh buckbeak already on display in different areas so they're likely being moved well yeah they're going to yeah. i mean Clearly, they won't, like, duplicate. Or, in the studio tour, you can get away with that because sometimes it's an animatronic and other times it's, like, you know, something else. So they do show, like, the creation of the beasts in different, in various forms. There's, like, uh, Colin Creevy. There's, like, three of them. And all the seven potters, there's, like, a couple models that you see. But still, my point is they're basically just kind of rearranging and reconfiguring existing stuff and then putting in a bunch of trees and scenery. 
Um, right. That, Apparently, the trees are going to be very tall, which should be cool. It should feel very immersive. And and Hagrid's costume looks gigantic, which looks yeah. Which would be according cool. to Pottermore, they're going to be twelve feet in diameter. These trees. In the, I'm like, I don't know oh, where wow. I don't know where gonna get, they're going to get the space. But there's going to be 19 12-foot trees in this new Forbidden Forest area. So I'm not trying to knock it. I think it will be cool. But it's, it's, you know, it's it's not as big, Andrew, to your point, of uh, news as you would expect to see, like – they're, they're building mm. an entire third building just for Fantastic Beasts, uh, you know, which is or, filming there. Here comes the Forbidden Forest theme park attraction. Like, that would have been... Yeah, yeah. And so and so, I, <laughs> I think it's a little bit overhyped or, or the, the campaign was a little overzealous. Um, I'll be going to the studio tour in March, and I'm very excited. Have you I been? been you went for the opening, right? No. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, shit. I've been on the sets. Okay. Humble brag. But I haven't been to the actual studio tour. So I'm looking forward like to seeing what injury. it's like not while not in production. You know, I, I'm, it was really great while they were filming there and I peed in the same bathroom as Dan Radcliffe. But I'm sure this will be okay, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it should be fun. It's cool. I, I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing like, it because cool. I want to talk about it here on the show. Well, Kim over on Patreon said pretty much what you said in that she's excited about the expansion because for once she's visiting London in May. So uh, I think that there's definite... Um, excitement about the fact that they're they're adding to it, and it probably will continue to do so, right? As yeah, as time goes on, and and you know, different sets become available, and uh, I I do agree. I, I think you know the the tease of the announcement was probably a, a little bit exaggerated in terms of what they were in fact revealing. Mm-hmm. But that said, this is still cool for people who are you know either live in the London area and you know, make a trip up there every once in a while or traveling uh, for, you know, this explicit purpose to go and, and to see the studio tour. Yeah. The the studio tour does well. I, I've, I've heard from people, you have to book really far in advance yeah, to get tickets. It's because- really cool. It's really cool. They I have the full, they have the full scale model of Hogwarts that's used in all the close up shots. And it's like, it takes up an entire room. It's yeah. It's 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 truly amazing. Uh, our British uh, patron Adam Chipperfield uh, just commented and said the studio tour is incredible. Andrew, bring lots of money as the store is awesome. Uh, I do agree, <laughs> and there there is merchandise you can only get at the studio tour. But really, what what shocked me is that uh, in the studio tour, when you're walking through, they have these video screens, and these video screens are playing interviews with cast and crew, but. It's not like DVD special features that you'd find in the movies because it's it's actually specifically like hours of footage of interviews that is made just for the studio tour. And so you, mm. you never would ever stand in front of these TVs and, and watch it all. But you could go through the studio tour a bunch of times and still not catch all of what they're saying because, you know, it, it's just insanely just a lot of detail on a lot of interview that's being just being played. Just in you know when you're walking through, so yeah. I, I do have a question though. Would you recommend bringing a a actual camera as opposed to just using your your cell phone for everything? I mean, these days iPhones are as good as yeah, iPhones are great. I mean, I, if you yeah, if you have one of the like if you have a good camera, yeah, absolutely bring it. But also, I think they sell a commemorative book, which is I know this sounds like cheesy as hell, but like 
they have the best photos in there of everything that you can see in the you know what I'm saying like in the mm. studio tour like that's not right. the same they've though. taken no well it's that and a description of everything so it's kind of like your own personal tour of the studio tour but like with professional photographs taken of of all of the things or maybe I'm confusing it with my experience at the exhibit but I when I went through the studio tour just wanted to kind of see everything I appreciated the layout but if you if you try and take pictures like. Besides pictures of yourself, because, like, selfies in front of Aragog and stuff, that's all fair game. Um, but, you know, the, the professional photos that they've already taken are probably going to be the best that you get. Kendra, you went to the studio tour, didn't you? I've been, yeah. And, yeah, like Eric said, it's incredible. I could have spent, like, at least double the time there. The detail is insane. But, yeah, yeah cool. this is a cool so expansion. Excited. If I was back, I would probably go back to see it. Like, the 12-foot diameter trees... I'm not yeah, sure what yeah. else they're going to put in there, but it looks like it's going to be pretty cool. Just trees. I love a big tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could I could drive into a forest here in California, or I could just go to London. That's true. Yeah. California has this huge forest, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, I'm looking at tickets now. It looks like February is all booked up, except for yeah, yeah. There's no dates available in February, but Ooh. March when I'm going, still available. Well, so I got to book that. Yeah. Don't. Shit. You have soon. connections, don't you, Andrew? I mean, did I don't you know, just anyone, say you were I on set? Not to the studio tour. Anyone, if anyone's listening, got a hookup? Let me know. But don't delay. Let me know. I'll buy you a butter beer. Yeah. Just call it even <laughs> a real beer. So anyway, no. go. What? What do you say? I said call up David. David Yates. Heyman. Oh Heyman. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll get on that. <laughs> look up his number on Skype here from seven years ago or whenever we interviewed him. <laughs> so. Other celebration of Harry Potter news that came out. Um, the Fantastic Beast book that is going to be republished in March with new information with six new beasts with a new forward by J.K. Rowling slash Newt's Commander is going to have an audiobook as well. And it's going to be read by Eddie Redmayne, Newt sold. himself. Isn't that sold. a cute idea? Sold. <sighs> sold. Not take, sold. Take my Why, money. Gina? Take my money. Gina, what's your problem? Because he mumbles. <laughs> Hold on, let's listen to this promotional video. Let's see if he mumbles. The demiguys. Particular favorite. The demiguys is, is found in the Far East. Though only with great, great difficulty. For this beast is able to make itself invisible when threatened and can be seen only by wizards skilled in its capture. Ladies and gentlemen, the Niffler. I'd frankly just talk about the Niffler all day. The Niffler is a British beast. Fluffy, black and long-snouted. This burrowing creature has a predilection for anything glittery. What? <laughs> this burrowing creature has a predilection uh, for anything glittery. I understand it. Yeah. I did not. The Andrew. ends of his phrases, I did not get. Do you still have the you're fired button? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it's perfectly fine. I agree. No, I'm sure it'll be fine. I agree. I, I, Micah, are I you firing like, me or, or Eddie? Eddie. Eddie. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> I, I love this. I love this so much. I love this so much. I could talk about it for a very long time, but I won't. Uh, I think it adds the necessary character to what otherwise would just be a reprint with added like a, a t- tremendous money grab. I don't know. I, I, I honestly think... Because uh, Eddie is an Oscar-winning actor who – I know he always wanted to be in Harry Potter, but I still feel so graced by his presence in the series. 
Um, mm-hmm. which is probably arbitrary because like a lot of good British actors were have been in Harry Potter. But I just feel like it's an endorsement that I can get behind him doing the audiobook of the book. Yeah. Like I, I just I love that he agreed to do this. I'm sure they're paying him. I love that he agreed. <laughs> I'm sure they're paying I'm him. I'm sure they're paying him. <laughs> but like he he owns the character of Newt Scamander, who is the fake author of this book. And right, it, right, it right. makes perfect sense. Is the audiobook is the proceeds for the audiobook going to charity as well? Yes. Okay. Yes, they are. Well and Audible, right? Because Audible's doing like this is an exclusive. They'll get a cut. Yeah, yeah it's a an portion of the proceeds Audible. Is going to Red Nose, is that what it's called? Red, or, oh, I'm not sure. What was it called for Fantastic Comic Re- Well, it used to be Comic Relief. What? Comic Relief, that's yeah. what it is. Oh, okay. That's Red Nose? <laughs> something involving a clown. Oh, that was Walgreens <laughs> does the, or the pharmacy, Red Nose Day is a thing. Um, right, right. It's big over in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but no, I, I, I think just to kind of clarify too, like, um, I believe that Eddie as Newt as this character it's really cool that they're tying him in like this to these different properties. Like he's also voiced the um, Newt. He added like additional voice voice work for uh, the Lego Dimensions um, Newt Scamander, uh, which you get. So like I, I I like that he's just going on tour as as Newt. Uh, he's a genuine fan, essentially. Yeah, he's a genuine fan, and it shows. So I think that it does it reinterest me in. This book, and this book is not a traditional book, of course. It's like, it's, you know, it's a textbook. It's it's the equivalent of an actor reading a dictionary. And this is what Eddie is doing. He's reading this Encyclopedia on Beast. So I, I, I like it a lot. Little more celebration of Harry Potter news. We found out the release date for Fantastic Beasts on DVD Blu-ray. It's um, coming out March 28th. If you can't wait till then, the digital version will be released March 7th. But unfortunately, that will not include... The special features. And uh, we learned about the special features. There are going to be 11 deleted scenes, a bunch of featurettes, and there's going to be some sort of documentary with J.K. Rowling, which looks pretty interesting, called Before Harry Potter, A New Era of Magic Begins. And it says, join J.K. Rowling as she, David Yates, and David Heyman return to Leavesden Studios to build a new and exciting corner of the Wizarding Universe. And in a trailer, you see a bunch of footage of her walking around the sets, and it looks pretty cool. So, I think what most people are excited for are the deleted scenes. We've we've heard about several of them. We've um, seen several of them, right? Uh, hidden here and there in the trailer. Uh, different yeah. different moments were definitely included in the marketing of this film, and then never made it into the finished film. Yeah, and we've heard about um, there being a scene where Credence boards a boat remember yeah at the end of the yeah yates and Heyman both were talking about all of the alternate endings or yeah kind of weird things that they played Mm with some stuff with jacob as well right yeah the so that i want to be a wizard line the big one is the ilvermorny school song and it was actually revealed during a celebration of harry potter uh it was ripped and put on the internet and miraculously it's still online (laughs) So let's listen to the scene. So to give you some context, this takes place in Newt's suitcase uh, right after Queenie is talking to Newt about Lita Lestrange. Yeah. You need to give her. What are you two talking about? Uh, Nothing. School. School. Did you say school? 
Is there a school? A wizardry school here in uh, America? Of course. Ilvermorny. It's only the best wizard school in the whole world. I think the best wizarding school in the world is Hogwarts. Heyo. Hogwash. Heyo. Kaka, <laughs> kaka. We stand as one, united against the Puritan. We draw our inspiration from Good Witch Morrigan. For she was persecuted by common wandless man. So she fled from distant Ireland, and so our school began. Oh, Ilvermorny, Massachusetts, we choo choose it, we choo choose it. The wizard school supreme, your castle walls that kept us safe. Our days with you a dream. You taught us all a magic, and now one thing's quite clear: where we roam, where we roam, I want you home. I wanna own is silver morning, dear. Woo! I should choose it. Woo! I wanna be a wizard. <laughs> Cute. Love it. So, a couple things about that scene. First of all, it was when it was introduced at Celebration of Harry Potter, it was explained that the the scene they cut it for time because it kind of slows down the pacing. What you know, it's always about the pacing. It's always the, the pacing. pacing. <laughs> um, they also said that this scene was important because Newt and Jacob are looking lovingly at Queenie and Tina they as are. they perform this song, and it's really sweet. Actually, you can really see. Eddie Redmayne did a great job of just looking at both of them, but I guess Tina in particular and being like, oh, wow, what a great person. <laughs> what great Yeah, vocals. this is the very <laughs> first romantic look and the only romantic look he gives Tina and it was cut from the film. Um, I don't feel they have any chemistry in the film, but this it's clear here that he thinks she's special. Yes. In, in most movies, and especially in theater, um, there's usually a moment where you can see, quite literally see, where so, where one character falls in love with another. And that was supposed to be this moment. Oh, That's such a good point. And it's kind of a bummer now, because when I watch that, it you really see it in Newt's eyes. Also, it was cute, the little ukulele, it, it, I guess well, that it, was. It was there, did it show up, or was it, because it's kind of like a... You dis- don't see it. Yeah, it's a disembodied it's like- ukulele. I'm like, is it is it like a, a spell that every time you sing the Overmorning song, there's an accompaniment, <laughs> like a, a band <laughs> The just- Thunderbird was performing <laughs> it. it was I, I don't remember it being so uh, cleaned up. I mean, it, I still don't think it sounds that clean. Um but I don't remember the the ukulele or backing. So was the song in? It? Not to get too far ahead, but did you see the song during the the screening? I like I forgot about it. Um, but it was th- there. I believe it was because I remember thinking. Um, I remember what's his face Jacob. Sorry, um, said I want to be a wizard twice, and that's what triggered my memory was when I heard him say it this time. Um, hmm. But. I remember hearing Allison sing and thinking, like, yes, they're going to have her sing in the film a little bit. Yay. And then, but I, I, 
it wasn't as because that sounds pre-recorded and put into the film. Yeah, like soundtracky recorded, um, and I don't remember it being like that. Huh. Okay. So I guess yep. they recorded it and. Then they were like, eh, let's not. <laughs> the statement is also cute because the creatures gather around to hear them. Yeah. And I think what's noteworthy is that the the beasts, with the exception of the nith- Niffler, visual effects-wise, they're all complete. Except for the Niffler at the very end of that scene. So it looks like this scene was considered for a long time, considering that they even got the special effects done. And then I guess very late, or at, you know after the test screening... Um, they decided, well, maybe we shouldn't include this after all. Which again, what is it? Just a stuffed exactly. animal sitting there? Is that? No, it's it's just a it's an early yeah, special it's rough. effect. If you look at like the, there's of... a fork, there's like a very cartoony fork sticking out of the what's supposed to be the <laughs> Niffler's gold, and like a watch that's just sort of drawn on. It's like you know previs, yeah. I guess it's called previsualization. Yeah. And I was going to uh, – James stole the joke that I was going to make saying that the, uh, the Niffler was actually playing the uh, ukulele <laughs> off screen. <laughs> <laughs> I think you stole that from James, Micah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but I, 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 the song itself is cute and I, it obviously um, relates to J.K. Rowling's story on Overmorning, which is great. But I, I think if they had kept this in the film – I would have been extra upset that they never showed Ilvermorny. Um because this really gives it showing how much these characters care about Ilvermorny enough to just sing the school song out of nowhere. Um it, it goes beyond just your friendly school rivalry like it plays in the the regular film where it's just that line, "Oh, the greatest I think you'll find the greatest school is Hogwarts." You know, that's the end of that scene there. Uh going into the song just kind of raises the importance of of Ilmer Morning to me. And and seeing as how we'll probably never see it, we'll probably never go back to America in these films. Uh, you know, it just, it would have upset me. So looking forward to seeing these scenes, and I'm sure once they are out, we will be talking about them because they add a significant amount to this story in all likelihood. Well, there's that rumor too that, uh, or not even a rumor, like it's, it's uh, it was, it is known that um, Dan Fogler's character, Jacob, had a girlfriend at one point. Um, oh with, yeah, well, well fiance. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about that later on. Okay, but th- okay. so there might be a deleted scene where that is, right? Like, yeah, yes. It's I. I <laughs> we'll talk. Know, that'd be crazy. What? What? What were we gonna say, Kendra? Uh, fiance, I think not even. Oh wow! <laughs> but yeah. totally nixable fiance, right? <laughs> it's so easy to cut her out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. Um. So there was no theme park news. But there are these rumors going around that there is an expansion on the way, a new quote-unquote dark ride. And coming up in bonus MuggleCast available to patrons, patrons, we will be discussing those rumors as well as what kind of attraction we want to see be built. Because, of course, they're going to expand. So, so what's next? We're going to talk about that in bonus MuggleCast. Final news item today. Uh, we are sad to report that actor John Hurt, who played Mr. Ollivander, the wand maker, has died at 77. He had had some health problems in recent months. Also known for his roles in Alien, The Elephant Man, 1984, V for Vendetta. Of course, listeners remember him for his roles in Sorcerer's Stone and Deathly Hollows as the wand maker. Iconic scenes. 
oh, yeah. Sorcerer's Stone, oh, to be yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Let's play a little of um, his moment with Harry in Sorcerer's Stone. I have something yeah. cute up here. Curious. Very curious. Sorry, but what's curious? I remember every wand I've ever sold, Mr. Potter. It so happens that the phoenix, whose tail feather resides in your wand, gave another feather. Just one other. It is curious that you should be destined for this wand when its brother gave you that scar. And who owned that wand? We do not speak his name. The wand chooses the wizard, Mr. Potter. It's not always clear why. But I think it is clear that we can expect great things from you. After all, he who must not be named did great things. Terrible. Yes, but great. That's one of those scenes that just always sticks with you. Yeah. You remember it line by line because of John Hurt's performance. That was the first scene that they premiered. I was on, um, it was after some TV show on the WB, and I remember they, they said they were going to have a sneak peek at Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And I didn't like whatever show was on, but I watched it because I knew that was coming up. And I was so shocked because they played the whole scene. And I was so excited because it was word for word in the book, and it was just awesome. That's yeah. really cool. That's really cool. Adam Chipperfield brings up a good point in the Patreon livestream chat. The way Ollivander was described in the books as having a slightly creepy slash hint of darkness, which Harry picks up on, was put across so remarkably well by John Hurt. Mm-hmm. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He hits so he hits every note. That's a testament to everyone working on that film, but especially with Mr. Hurt's performance. Yeah. yeah. And I know you mentioned earlier the uh, celebration that was going on down in Orlando. I know uh, that they did have a moment of silence for him outside of Ollivander's with wands raised. Yes. Uh, which was, you know, sad, obviously, to uh, to see, yeah. but a nice yeah. tribute. Yeah, we, you know, we found out about his passing right after the opening ceremony at a celebration of Harry Potter, yeah. which was too bad, but anyway, rest in peace. John Hurt. Well, uh, Andrew, I, I have to shout out your uh, your repeating tweets of uh, whenever somebody dies. Oh. <laughs> when, when will 2016 stop being awful? I thought the year was over, but apparently not. 2016 is still killing us. Oh, my God. I don't like it. I don't. I wrote that on a private Twitter account. I don't write it. I, I know. I know. I know. Some, I know. Some people. God, did I laugh? It. I have to tell you. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm going to keep doing it every time somebody passes. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk a little more about Fantastic Beasts. We want to get Gina and Kendra's thoughts shortly. Um, but first, I want to tell you all about Blue Apron, the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And they've absolutely done that for me. Uh, They have established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. So, for example, 
their beef, chicken, and pork come from responsibly raised animals. And what do you get to cook with these fresh ingredients? Here's what's coming up on the menu, delivered to your home if you sign up. For example, coming up on the menu, pork chops and garlic piccata with scallion rice and spinach. Mmm. Ooh. Also on the menu, mushroom and chipotle pepper enchiladas with lime sour cream. (laughs) My mouth is watering just mentioning these. Mine too. I, I can't wait to cook these. One reason I can't wait is because Blue Apron makes it easy to cook. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients and can can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. Also, Blue Apron's freshness guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right. I can attest to the freshness. I said last episode, the ingredients show up and basically what's a miniature refrigerator at your door. It's very impressive. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash mugglecast. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash mugglecast. Blue Apron is a better way to cook. Let's get cooking on some Fantastic Beast thoughts. Gina, let's start with you. Uh, So you, like you said, you you saw a test screening back in July... In Chicago, that's where they do test screenings of all the Harry Potter movies. It's like a tradition at this point. And uh, so so what did you think of the movie um, overall? And what changed from the screening to the final product? Um, I still love the, the movie. Um, not I feel like not that much changed. But it was just enough. It, it, it did improve the film. Um I I have I have notes, but I don't I I don't know where to start. Well, so I, so we we had you on uh, we had you on Mugglecast yeah. a couple episodes uh, ago, and we asked you to. I mean, you didn't want to spoil us, but we kind of you know tried to beat some things out of you. But we haven't had you on since the movie came out. One of the things I remember you talking about though was pacing. Um, did they? So do you think they they tightened a lot of what needed to be tightened? They did tighten a lot. I will say. Um, Micah, you've said this before, how there's, like, four different endings to this movie. There those end, uh, there were a million endings when I saw it, and I kept being like, oh, that's a good way to end it. Oh, okay, we're going to end it here? Nope, one more. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I was, they had that problem, and I, I was kind of surprised they stuck with that, but I liked all the endings, so I didn't really care. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah, I see the point there, but it, there's just a lot to wrap up. So. Yes. So were there more endings? Say, like, did you see? Uh, did you see uh, what's his face getting on the boat or not? That's what I was gonna say. Okay, one of the things that came out afterwards was Ezra Miller like gearing up for the second one, and I was like, "Wait, you died!" <laughs> like, I still to this day I'm like, "Credence died." What are you guys talking about? Because that little sliver of Obscurus you see leave, I'm like, that's not enough. Of a of a person was like, that, that's not was that I know when you see the screening there the effects aren't complete but was there usually there's like a subtitle was there anything indicating that he was flying away or what no there was nothing there were no subtitles about Ezra or the Obscurus the Obscurus was pretty much done when I saw it that's good um but yeah this the the deleted scene of Ezra getting on the boat and Credence. Didn't even make 
the the pre-screening. That's the pre-screening. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. And just to to go back to that point about multiple endings, I I just felt like the the movie could have ended at any given point. Um, you know, once you got past where uh, the big reveal with with Grindelwald, it, it just felt like it kept going and going and going and going, and you just weren't sure how it was going to end. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not saying I, I disliked it. I'm just saying that you, know, you you were kind of trying to figure out, okay, what what's the final moment going to be and how does that lead into the next film, right? Because it could have just been that Newt bumped into Jacob and Jacob got all this money that he can now open his bakery with, but did they really have to go into the bakery and, and show that scene between him and Queenie? Um, yeah, you know, they could have wrapped it up after the boat, um, so I, I don't know. I, it just seemed like th- maybe they weren't sure exactly how they wanted to tie things up. Mm-hmm. I will say I think it's interesting because I can't remember the order of things. I'm assuming they didn't mess with the order, though, um, was that the they end the movie on Queenie and Jacob, not Tina and Newt. Right. I think that's very fascinating. Yeah, because I mean, if it's mm. a movie about and that goes to the multiple endings, too, if it's a movie about Newt. And just about Newt, then, you know, the, the ending scene should be Newt and Tina. But they don't even kiss. It's not even like a goodbye kiss. It's an ambiguous, maybe there will be a future, and maybe there will be a, some chemistry between us, hopefully, in the next movie uh, type of ending. Uh, and then, But then there's also the Jacob and Queenie ending. And then there's also, you know, it essentially just keeps going and going and going. Um, I think Queenie and Jacob was a perfect note to leave it off on. I found their ending to be more hopeful than and Jacob is the heart of the film like too it's 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 not even comic just comic relief he is the heart and soul of Fantastic Beasts which is why it's so fitting to end on him instead but I think it's also the quick turnaround piece from him you know getting the money being able to open the bakery having Queenie come in and then there's that moment of recollection on his part mm-hmm. given everything that had just happened previously where supposedly his memory is erased and he's forgotten everything that is that's transpired it just it seemed like because it's happening within like a five to seven minute span yeah it it, it you don't get the same level of payoff i don't well think the time jump is you would yeah the time jump is jarring because it's the only time they do it in the film where they suddenly it's weeks or probably if we're being realistic months later once he's got the bakery. Yeah, because the bakery looks pretty successful. Uh, yeah. Um, so, but 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 speaking yeah. of Jacob, Gina, did you see his girlfriend or his fiance? his characters? Was she in the screening? Yes. What? She was. She was. So, Jacob comes back from the bank. He's, uh, he's pretty sad because he didn't get the money. And Sheila, she's outside on the street with a car, and he, like, this is how I'm remembering it. He basically says, you know, or she asks, hey, did you get the money? And he says, no, you know, I didn't get the money, and he's all upset about it. And, like, at that point, it's like she was packed, like, she knew he wasn't going to get the money, so she was already packed up and was like, all right, uh, I can't be with you anymore. And basically says, like, I'm leaving. Which... Even when I saw it, I was like, dang, you had no faith in him. <laughs> but overall, because I liked that scene, I was sad that they cut it. 
because it gave more, um, it gave a little more desperation to Jacob in his whole, like, turning his life around and, and, and trying new things. But it also helps with the fact if he had just, or if they'd left that in, it, it makes the Queenie Jacob love seem very... Reboundy? Reboundy and, and quick. And uh, Queenie has a line when they're at dinner and she's kind of reading his mind. Um, she says, oh, his girl just left him and he didn't get the money for the bakery. Hmm. So she has an extra line in there about it. So oh, wow. Two things. They cut yeah. that part, obviously. Yeah. Huh. See, I feel like they could have left that in, but not included the scenes that were cut with actually seeing his fiance. Just just to tell us that, yes, mm-hmm. something there was something going on. But on the other hand, I do think it was a good idea for them not to include her for the reasons you mentioned. And also, it just I don't really think it matters. Well, just it would have made the muggle world even more dismal. Like it's the problem I have with Vanessa. Everything's so sad. And if Jacob's like yeah. fiance is leaving him because he's she thinks he's no good, like that would have just he would. I, I agree, it would have added to the desperation, but it also would have just painted a portrait of really like bleak human interaction outside of the wizard kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the things I noticed on, my, on a rewatch was in the, the first scene where Credence is in the alley with Graves, it was a lot, I don't remember it being that dark where you can't see Graves face. They're both kind pretty much in the dark, but I think you can see a little bit more of uh, Credence mm. and you, you don't see any of Graves face. The first time? The first time. Oh, like in the, um, the screening and that you're saying that's something they adjusted, so you did? Yeah, they they adjusted the lighting. But also, when you go back and check on your DVDs when you get them, if you close your eyes and listen, you can tell that they're, they're, they've dubbed over certain parts and certain lines are not said by Colin Farrell. What? There's there's two lines in there that said that are said by Johnny Depp. And at what point in the movie? In the first scene when, in the first alley scene with Graves okay. and Credence. Well, that's not you great. Think that's those not... are Johnny Depp's voice. Yes, are with you Colin sure? Farrell's face. I'm I'm fairly certain there are two lines where he Johnny Depp says something. T- he's trying to get Ezra to find this kid. He knows mm. that there's there's a special kid out there, and he says something to the effect of he uses the, the words, "You're the key," and that that line is not said by Colin Farrell. And then he ends the the conversation. The last line that's said is, "Find the child, and we're all we'll all be free." Okay. That line is said by Johnny Depp. <laughs> Are you sure? Because this is a I'm, of, this I'm, is very weird. I'm very sure. I'm very sure. Well, I think that would be a fun, I guess, an Easter egg of sorts. And also very interesting to to, to realize in hindsight. Because, I, I'm because like, once again, you'll be like, oh my god, all these clues were right in front of us this whole time. How could we yeah, have not yeah, realized? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it's, you. I believe it's you. It's so <laughs> subtle. Because once you know, like, that's 
what's coming. I just don't see the point of why they it. would do that because he's, it's not like his transformation is faltering. It's not like he forgot to take his dose of polyjuice and it's it's slowly t- turning back. Why would they do it that? It wasn't polyjuice. It wasn't polyjuice. Uh, it's just uh, it's a little Easter egg. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's, it's not polyjuice. By the way, but, not polyjuice. You know what I'm saying? Like polyjuice runs out. That's why I'm saying. Oh, it's not. But like it was a spell. But Jake, it's not polyjuice. Well, right, right, exactly. That's why it doesn't make sense that they would have him do Johnny Depp's voice. He's not accidentally transforming back into Johnny Depp as if he had forgotten to take his polyjuice. Well, hold on. No, J.K. He, Rowling said it was advanced magic. She didn't say what kind of magic exactly it was. Mm-hmm. What if he has to be faking the voice when when doing this transformation? Or what if there's these certain moments where 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 Grindelwald just loses his cool and yeah. isn't. Like, able to act how he's supposed to be acting mm-hmm. as great. He's he's so desperate for right. this information that he can't. He his cover is getting blown because this kid is not producing what he needs. He's so, he's needs. so passionate that he yes that the the Grindelwald underneath shines through. Very interesting. Alex on a over on the patron chat said it in a in a really. Good way, she says. Grindelwald got emotional slash desperate enough that he couldn't focus on holding his transfiguration. Yes. I'm very skeptical about this, but well, you wait for that DVD. Okay. Like maybe Grindelwald is a seer and Graves isn't. So when Grindelwald taps into his seer abilities, more of actual him comes out, and that's when his voice came out. Was both of those lines kind of had to do with him seeing the future? Did they say he was a seer? He did. He does. Well, J.K. Rowling kind of did. Yeah, yeah. He says he's I maybe you're right. He's focused so much on his seer abilities that his transfiguration ones falter a little. I don't buy I like any that. of this. I think this is very weird <laughs> and very wrong. I don't. We'll know. find out March seventh. We'll, yeah. we'll play it on the show. It's a it's <laughs> a heck of a thing. It's the- a heck of a thing to claim. But wait, why did you even mention this? Is this something that you noticed during the screening? Uh no. This is when I when I saw the movie. Oh. In theaters, the actual movie. Yeah. Um, okay. That's well. It's weird. So the the big reveal. How did that go down at the screening? Okay. And and let me just tell you something, Andrew. Go ahead. I didn't I didn't lie when I text you. I tried to get it out of Gina. I tried to get. He yeah. did. <laughs> and he, I wanted he texted some answers. Me. <clears throat> he texted me and said, after all this like information on Grindelwald was coming out. Right. And he's like, did you see Grindelwald in the movie? And I said, no, I didn't see him in the movie. Because I didn't. <laughs> because at the end, they say, uh, Graves is, you know, kneeling or whatever. And they, they pull Rovelio. And it just on the bottom of the screen, <laughs> in closed captions, it says, Graves transforms into Grindelwald. <laughs> <laughs> And then Which I was sc- like, of all the times. <laughs> right. And then on screen, you saw Colin Farrell still. Yes. Which is why, another thing, when all these news reports kept coming out about how Johnny Depp's in the Fantastic Beast film, I'm like, you guys are so wrong. This is, <laughs> you silly muggles. And then it like got confirmed and I was like, wait, What? how did like i felt so betrayed by david yates i felt so (laughs) betrayed because i talked to him afterwards i was like oh god well wait so but what did you expect was going to happen that colin farrell was still going to play grindelwald 
Yes, I thought it was just going to be like makeup or or like they're going to kind of CGI his face like they did with Ray Fiennes. Right. Mm. I I thought it was going to be like that and they just hadn't perfected it yet because in my mind I was like Colin Farrell's perfect. He's he's Irish, which isn't I I would have preferred someone German, but I mean okay, I'll go with it. <laughs> and then to find out that we got stuck with Johnny Depp from Kentucky, I was like, no! Ugh. Which is so yeah. weird. So you saw Colin Farrell and he still said the lines that Johnny Depp says. I think he did. Yeah. I can't even remember if he said the lines. I think I was just so in shock yeah. that <laughs> Grindelwald had showed up. Will we but die just a little? Shall we die just a little? Shall we dance just a little? How about, um, Kendra, what do you think of the movie? Any thoughts you want to share? Any... Are you excited that there's going to be five? Um, yeah, I am. I really loved the beasts, even though I'm not sure how they're going to factor into the later ones. But yeah. I think the whole thing is like a really good opportunity to kind of see more adults in the, in the Wizarding World, because we were always focused on the kids. And then it was always really cool when we got to go to the borough and stuff, because we got to see how they actually lived. And we saw a little bit of that at Queenie and Tina's house. And mm. even the way they use, like, apparition and the duels, it's a lot different to see adults function in the Wizarding World. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of echoing earlier complaints about Tina. It's not even that she doesn't really have chemistry with Newt. It's that just Tina as a character, I think, I don't really get yet. So I'm kind of hoping in the deleted scenes we get yeah. something that and makes JK me Rowling. like her a little bit. J.K. Rowling said Tina was her favorite character, too, and it just does not come through. It does not come no. through at all into the finished product. There's there's more characterization of Tina on that script page that's on J.K. Rowling's main website yeah. than there is in the entire movie. And it's I'm not saying it's Joe's fault. I'm saying clearly that was a casualty of the editing. Um, mm. Right? <laughs> she, she was awkward the whole time. Okay. All right. She, okay. She, uh, yeah. Bless her heart. She was awkward. <laughs> Yeah. Except in that deleted scene. That was cute. That was a good Yeah, she was just supporting her sister her. in the sing the song. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, did anybody finish the script book? Yes. Uh, no. I did not. Yeah. I gotta say, I was going through it and then I was like, eh, do I have to finish this? I know what happens. <laughs> That's why I didn't finish it. <laughs> a true Slytherin thought. Um. <laughs> I, I was Hermione hoping that help it was, me. I was hoping it would have extra, but I, I did. I did look. I appreciated the the detail, right? The scene. The I will True. absolutely use it as a reference. I'll probably reread it before the right. next film, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing the movie again in the comfort of my own home. I saw it two times in theaters. Yeah, um, enjoyed it both times. So, how many times has everybody seen it now? Three, three. Four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? What's a half? I'll take, I'll take my half as the pre-screen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Once. Really? Nice. Once? What? Not even in a proper setting at Carnegie Hall Fake where the fan. sound was off. <laughs> yeah, Michael, we saw it at a terrible angle when we That's first true, saw it. Right. <laughs> well, now I'll just wait for it like you said so I can watch it in the comfort of my own home. All right, listeners. Micah's not a real Harry Potter fan. Any everybody. of you in New York, take Micah out to go see Fantastic Beast. Cast will pay for it. Oh Micah will wear Eric's cloak. Oh, my God. Uh, James uh, on, Patreon, on Patreon is uh, rebutting our, our 
Artina a comment, but just says, watch Bonnie Wright in Half-Blood Prince and then tell me Tina is awkward. <laughs> Disagree, James. Disagree. <laughs> That's a casualty of the writing, too. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Bonnie was way better than that. Bonnie's writing. a fantastic I also team. think Catherine Waterston is better than the writing, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's Catherine Waterstone's fault. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, it's just the script. Yeah. But... Six times. Quirky. Quirky. I think... That's all we got for today's episode. Um, Eric, do you have a quick update on the P.O. Box? Uh, P.O. Box is nobody responded to our our begging, our groveling to send us stuff to the P.O. Box. So uh, this episode will not be – I will not be spending the time to tell you to send stuff to 4044 North Lincoln Avenue, Box 144, Chicago IL 60618, and we will get it and say your name on the show. I will not be advertising that this time. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> all right um <laughs> what a great update thank you <laughs> the only thing that gets delivered there are returned muggle cast t-shirts it's and true. Album art. <laughs> i get a text message every time we get a package and it's it's more often than not it's just shirts coming back we um. want to thank our patrons who are listening live this morning if you visit patreon.com slash mugglecast you can support us for as little as two dollars per month Uh, We have a $5 level, and soon we will have a $10 level. We're just finalizing some plans for that. So Mm -hmm. that's been the holdup there. Um, We do really appreciate your support. It is what is keeping this show going. Patreon is just an amazing place for creators to receive support from the listeners. So shout out to all the patrons there who will be listening to a bonus MuggleCast after this show, um, where we're going to be talking about those theme park rumors and what kind of rides we want to see. And by the way, patrons get ad-free versions of MuggleCast, and they listen to them just like they do this podcast, this episode, how you're listening, because with Patreon, you get a custom RSS feed, which you can add to your podcasting app. Any podcast app you use to listen to podcasts, you can plug this thing in. You will get bonus MuggleCast, ad-free MuggleCast, and any other podcasts that you support through Patreon, their bonus content. You can get it through your own podcasting app that you use. It's really awesome. Also, guys, today, actually, the date of recording is our one-year anniversary on Patreon. Oh, really? It is. Aw. Patrons were first joining us, including Gina. I think she was number 10 uh, one year ago today. Kendra's a patron supporter as well. Send her a shirt. Welcome, Kendra. Thank you, Kendra. Thank you for... One year, everybody. One year of MuggleCast Patreon. It was hugely successful. We're on our last batch of t-shirts that get sent out. Oh, I want to remind everybody, check your emails. Um, You know, we're just trying to confirm a few last addresses before we spend the money to ship the shirts. But we're on the last wave, so uh, we've just done really well with it. We've had a lot of fun in the past year. The content is greater than it's ever been right now and if you aren't a patron uh please consider supporting us uh because and I w- you won't regret it i will say i, I do really enjoy uh, doing the chapter readings i know that uh not as much as we, we don't enjoy talk listening about to them <laughs> <laughs> your deep fried yeah, southern too. hagrid yeah it was pretty good yeah if you ever want to hear a, a southern version of hagrid uh go listen to the uh which chapter was that? The Forbidden Forest, maybe? It was The Forbidden Forest, yeah. yeah. Give us a tease now. No, no, no. That's not how it works. <laughs> That's words, not fair to words. the patrons. That couple is not words. fair to the patrons. All right, fine. Um, I want to say, speaking of one-year anniversaries, it was also one year ago today, January 29th, that 
J.K. Rowling revealed the other wizarding schools, Ilvermorny oh. and the other ones whose names I'm forgetting. But Magiragora <laughs> you know, I, or something? I, I, it's really time for J.K. Rowling to share more info about Ilvermorny. That's what we're all clamoring for. Not really. I think she's running Not really. For the, I well, I, no, I want to know, but I think she's running for the hills, honestly, after all that controversy. <laughs> okay, what controversy? <laughs> the controversy. Uh, Mahatakuru, that was the one. I was trying to think of the Japanese school. Um, there was cultural appropriation going on, in case anyone's wondering what, what oh. Eric was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't think she'll be touching that with a 10-foot pole. Well, now she's dealing with Trump. So Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Kendra, it was great having you on. We'd love to have you on again in the future. Yeah, it was really fun. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, and uh, don't forget, give me that number of that Bible place, and we'll get a few more of these <laughs> yeah, printed. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for a copy. Great. I, I'm actually thinking of getting a few printed, and uh, I don't know, giving this, them away or something. You just have to tell these people not to read what's what they're printing. <laughs> they don't read. I they <laughs> called me so much, and I every time I was worried that they were going to have read it and be like, <laughs> we're not printing. Because you have to like typeset, right? You have to figure out how to, you know, all that stuff had to be figured out. Well, I just sent in the pages ready to print, so was, oh, okay. my fingers were crossed. Yeah. But it was okay. Great. Uh, what else? Uh, don't forget our website, mugglecast.com. Get all the information you need about the show. And follow us on social media, twitter.com slash mugglecast and facebook.com slash mugglecast. Uh, and by the way, you get Harry Potter news when you follow those two accounts. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. So great to uh, be podcasting about Harry Potter. It's always so much fun. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. I'm Micah. I'm Gina. And I'm Kendra. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.